Lovers quarrel. It's a long sustained quarrel. What's going on, world? Hey, everybody. It's your guy, TJ, Mr. New Cool. And it's your girl, Danny, your woefully wistful wombat. What's a wombat? It's actually a type of marsupial. What's a marsupial? Um, they are a family of a particular species, I guess, or type of animal. So think about like koalas or kangaroos. Like they're in that family. And you were a science teacher. Yeah. Why? Because I don't, I don't really gave, I don't think you really gave me like the. Well, I didn't think I had to explain what a marsupial was. <laughs> you try to call me stupid. Not trying anyway, to welcome to yet another episode of Lover's Quarrel. And one fun fact about wombats, when I was looking up um, animals to kind of gauge my opening with, is that their poop is cube shaped, which I thought was like very interesting. <laughs> Looks like a pig slash like like, like an a, oversized like a uh, little piggy bear yeah yeah it's like fuzzy and they look like they're like really could be like cuddly but they said that they actually kind of um they can be aggressive if they feel threatened but i mean such is life but welcome to another episode of lover's quarrel um if this is your first time listening welcome if this is your second time listening welcome back and if this is your third or more time listening you are family or as tj would like to call you a lover um and how are you sir i'm doing better um appreciate that honesty yeah and i'll kind of get on it on the elevator or my elevator so all right do you want to jump right in we can all right so i'm i'll go first because i'm going up so i'm going down so oh so then yeah you can let me go let's go right. to the bottom going down so uh you know this week was kind of hard for me um as far as just like i think i may have hit my wall again and i'm just like mm-hmm. everything just seemed in disarray and it's not as bad but you know i just had a moment of clarity of like yeah we're really in a pandemic and you know we really have people out here trying to defy the pandemic and you know they're like well i've been out and i haven't caught anything so i'm like invincible and stuff like that or you know they're in atlanta so people are traveling so it's not a real thing it's just like no it's it's still a real thing like two things can be true Mm -hmm. it's a real thing and you just haven't caught it yet um you know i i follow some people and they're like you know one like this one comedian was like saying that context uh I, I went to college with him he became a comedian over the years he's kind of like viral or whatever but he was just like trying to spit these facts why covid wasn't a real thing or whatever and like come to my show and it's just like no no like <laughs> no i'm not coming to your show just because you feel comfortable like it i get it everybody got to eat and you know i i respect those who find innovative ways to make it work but Mm -hmm. like this thing is like a real thing and you know that is just taking a toll on me that like you know i would love to be able to just go to new york like i haven't been in new york since february since my grandmother's birthday birthday Mm -hmm. right so the fact that i had to make that sacrifice and other people are just living their life and just treating it like it's not it's just like tolling Mm -hmm. it's it's taking its toll um and just, you know, even down to like work, you know, like we're still expected to produce at maximum or at regular and we're not regular. Like there's never been like I haven't heard of any job saying, like, listen, 
we're getting everybody a day off so y'all can just decompress. Mm-hmm. Like, the idea, like, we're, we care so much about the bottom line and, and the dollar that we don't care how that affects the individuals or what the, or what our individuals are going through or how they're feeling because that stuff doesn't matter because at the end of the day the business still has to run so that's the most important thing mm-hmm. um and for me it's just you know it just made things more clear you know um you know as you work as you do th- well more so working wise right like your your company shows you who they are mm-hmm. your organization Whatever you do, they show you who they are and accept them for who it is. How so, they value you. Yeah. So when you're thinking about, I don't want to leave this job because I like my company, I like my team or whatever. Remember, if they wanted if they wanted to fire you, they would fire you. If they wanted to get rid of you, they're going to get rid of you. They're not going to be like, well, I wonder, I wonder if, if me laying this person off or firing this person, how that's going to change their family dynamics. I don't... They don't think about that. They just do what they got to do. So we, you know, I I encourage that everyone do what's best for you. I support it. And I definitely understand the frustrations and sometimes like hitting a wall when it comes to work or hitting a wall when it comes to to just being in, in the pandemic. Because I like, I see how hard you work. I see how much, you know, how many sacrifices we've made collectively you've made and you know one thing with with us living down here in baltimore is you know it's not lost on me that i'm blessed and fortunate to to see my like immediate family my mother and my sister and my my brother-in-law and some some of my nephews and stuff like i you know get to see them on a daily if not weekly basis and you know, it's not lost on me that TJ doesn't have that same blessing or luxury that I have. And, you know, on one hand, while I know it's nobody's fault, right, we decided to make a life down here. And, like, my sister was here well before me and TJ even moved down here. And my mom moved after. And, you know, it it is what it is. But at the same time, like, I don't know, you know, if I would always be able to handle it with such grace most of the time that I don't get to see my parents or I don't get to see my brother like you like you can't and um on a regular basis and like even though we've you know been able you know we and before COVID like we were going to New York like probably I don't think we've ever gone more than maybe two and a half months without going up to New York for something because it's a birthday or it's a a family event or it was you know or the holidays so at this point, you know, we're we're creeping up on like if we get to February before anything pops, like this will be and I mean, this will be the first time in either of our lives I think we've ever spent a year and never like set foot in the state of New York. Touche. I I agree with you on that. Yeah, it's just it's weird like it's just, you know, being from New York and and being only, you know, a 3-hour drive from there, it's nothing for me and TJ to make that trip multiple times a year for whatever's going on. And now it just kind of came to a dead stop. And, you know, we've we have been fortunate to be able to safely have family come visit us during that time in in small, like, you know, small increments. But it's still it's been like months in between visits sometimes. And and so. um, So, yeah, so, I, you know, that that part is really hard to sometimes have to like bear witness to like, it's you know, and not to center it around me and make it about me. It's just like I. I feel for you and I'm sorry that you have to kind of, you know, have these moments because 
it's just it sucks and it's you know and and i think the thing too is like like anything else with this is going on is like if you're being responsible as you know as responsible as you you can be you're making sacrifices and the situation now is that like you know it'd be one thing if you made a decision not to go to new york or we made a decision not to go to new york or not to go visit people but kind of like the decisions sort of kind of been made for us because we're practicing as much like responsibility and as safety as we can muster you know so it's whack and i'm sorry that you kind of had to you know hit a wall and that you were kind of going through it this week and i'm glad that you're you're starting to come you know you're coming out of it i apologize yeah. for contributing well, to it you well know? you don't have to apologize for it i mean we we go through things and i, I feel like sometimes you got to hit those walls so you can recalibrate and, and and figure out how you're gonna get through that wall or like are you gonna climb it or are you gonna break it down um it's just one of those things and you know it's for me it's been easy to kind of just get lost in my new normal right but it doesn't mean that how i feel isn't still there or mm-hmm. you know the old feelings is, is still there like yeah we, we literally went from the normalcy of life Mm-hmm. to this new normal mm-hmm. overnight is, is what it feels like you know what mm-hmm. i mean like we heard we was hearing about it in january february but it was overseas we didn't you know what i mean and honestly more than anything the pandemic has just showed like just be prepared mm-hmm. right and, and and you know dream well not dream but think about things that you wouldn't normally think about and and, and you know if you think something may be too crazy or whatever the fact that you could think it means that it can happen is, is the way I look at it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Nothing. we didn't think about this. But, I mean, again, Barack Obama put in place some. He put in place something there. For, A response team. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, he created something for this, and Donald Trump dismantled it. Yeah. And then Donald Trump also knew about it, and then he didn't say anything because he didn't want what's happening now. He didn't want, like, outrage and stuff like that. He thought he was protecting us. And that's I, I don't think that's the case, but yeah. he, I mean, he I, didn't want the he didn't want the stock market to crash. That's all. He's worried about the he's worried, he's about, worried about money the, himself. That's yeah, it. but every time that we I mean, but even with the stock market, we know that if it goes down, if it's if it's bad, it's gonna bounce back up. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like we're trying to save, let's say it's fifty million, but now we just spent a trillion. Like you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like we're trying to save this small amount. When it's like, if we just shut down and then came back, we'd have probably been better. Or we could have done the things. And now we're, we're rushing to, to take this vaccine. And now us as African-Americans, like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. We do not trust you at all. Because we know what happens when y'all want to experiment on African-Americans. Mm-hmm. So we're up in arms. And people are like, well, why, why, why is Dr. Fauci stating... That a black woman or an African-American was a part of it is because... To kind of provide some type of like reassurance to, yeah, to because, the black and brown community. Because we know what happens. We know that we get experimented on and they lie to us, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm skeptical of it. I mean, yeah, I'm definitely like, I have... So when it comes to that, like, I feel confident in saying that like, I will eventually take a vaccine but I don't want it to take like the first iteration of it. Like I would rather see like where this is going, how people respond to it, if there are any kinks that need to be kind of, like worked out, 
And, you know, I'm okay with, you know, doing, practicing social distancing longer, postponing vacations longer, whatever. I'm okay with that if that means that by the time it, I, I am, the vaccine is available to me, that I also feel a bit more at ease about taking it because on one hand, like, I'm, you know, I am somebody who, because I know people have like feelings about like the flu vaccine and like most now as like a, a, a full-fledged adult, right? Because I didn't really think about it when I was in college, but growing up, I took the flu shot. As an adult, I took the flu shot. There's been, you know, I got Tatum the flu shot and, you know, I... I understand and maybe, you know, it's the science teacher in me or whatever, but like there is science behind this, like, you know, and there are certain things that are, that are in place to protect you. And there really isn't like anything's possible. Everybody's reaction to a certain thing, to a, a, a particular um, medication or, or vaccine could, could be different. There's always going to be outliers, but I also know that like, you know, these, this is something that happens year after year after year, like with the flu vaccine. So I'm not as hesitant to take it because I've had my experiences with it, which have never really been bad. And then I also know that like it's a very minimal amount, but there's a lot of like kind of like transparency around it. This COVID vaccine is frustrating because they because we had such there was no leadership as this was going on. So there's been nothing but a level of distrust um, that has been like fostered in our country and the people in this country. So people don't think it's real. People want to act like it's a man-made disease. People want to say it's. 99.9% you know totally recoverable but you know long story short is like I say to those people like you know say all that to the people whose loved ones are that they can't even go visit in the hospital and that are dying from this say that to those people who's you know lost their jobs because they work in an industry where they can't work from home and that they're impacted because they re- they require patronage in order to you know get by like you know People out here are dying and people out here are losing their livelihoods off of something that people, other people aren't taking, in my opinion, seriously enough. And I'm not trying to come from some ivory tower or high horse saying like, oh, TJ and I have been the perf- most perfect people when it comes to certain things because we haven't. And But like I've said before on the show, there's a sliding scale, there's measure risks that you have to take, there's risks that you can't you know, that you can't get around because of, you know, for some reason, for certain reasons, but, you know, it just feels, you know, some of the choices that people are making around just kind of like having fun or craving a sense of normalcy, it just kind of feels irresponsible. And, you know, and again, have I made irresponsible choices? Yes. So I'm I'm not saying that I am... I've been completely, you know, home every single second and not around people every single second. But I will say is like, as I watch the numbers go eke up, as I watch the the cases go up or whatever, I'm just like, yeah, this is like, there's, I was cautious even with the, the, the measure, the, the, the measures I took or the, the, the times I did spend with, with others, um, over the summer. But now it's just like, I can't ignore like data and I'm not going to ignore facts and I'm not going to, you know, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I can't do it. I can't fade it. And I just feel like, you know, it would be kind of selfish of me a little bit if I'm thinking about other people. Cause all I keep thinking about is like, God forbid I do something and 
I get TJ or Tatum sick or I get my mom sick or I get any, you know, anybody. And we've come so far and even, you know, that I just, I'm okay with going the distance with this. And, you know, as the numbers continue to just completely be blown out of the water day after day after day, like having a, a sit down dinner in a restaurant doesn't seem all that important to me. Going on a trip and flying on a plane doesn't seem all that important to me right now, you know? At this point, my trips are like to the grocery store or to Target, and even then I try to like minimize that. I'll try to do like every other Instacart sometimes, or I'll do a drive up order. And most most importantly, it's like I wear my mask, I over my nose, I socially distance, I hand sanitizer, I wash my hands. It's the little shit. And I think that's the thing too, and this will be the last thing I say, I swear. Because it's the little things that make sure that it's not asking a lot in order to make sure that we're being as safe as possible. And that's where I leave it at that. Like, we're not being asked of much. No, I, I don't think that I don't think that we are. They're saying take precautions, but we're, we've turned it into a well, it's been turned into a political statement. Like mm-hmm. somebody asking you to wear a mask is, is, is challenging your freedom. And it's just like, what? Like mm-hmm. we're saying wear a mask to be safe. Mm-hmm. It's like they tell you put a condom on to be safe. Mm-hmm. They're not saying put a condom on just just cause. It's like if you don't put a condom on, you may be able to you may catch an STD exactly. or an STI. Exactly, a condom is a dick mask. So there you go. A lot of people don't wear them, but that's besides the point. Never story. <laughs> right. So yeah, that's that's where I was at with it. I was down. I, you know, again to be transparent, I just wanted to kind of talk it through because i'm sure i'm not the only person who feels this way and, and it's okay for us to feel this way um one thing i would just tell people is just don't hold on to it too long like you can soak you can give yourself uh, I, I would say like two days two to three days depending on w- when it happens but you know try, try not to soak on it try to figure out how to get yourself out of it and what steps what steps you need to move on from it so thank you well I'm going to end on a little bit of a higher note. So I'm going up and I just wanted to highlight like family game nights. That's all. That's something that we've done a lot, way a whole lot more since the COVID COVID has, you know, entered our lives. And, you know, when we have been able to have like, you know, TJ's parents down here, it's been, you know, fun or, you know, a lot of times it's, you know, my family, but I, like, I enjoy it. And it's just like a good way to like be together and to pretty much have some like drama free kind of escapism moment. And I don't know, I really like it. And I like playing games. I like the little, you know, the the lighthearted, most of the time, lighthearted trash talking, the, the, the like the jokes, the, you know, the celebrations, the, the, just all of it. Like, I really, really like family game nights. And I like when my family is under one roof. And and I like when, you know, that Tatum is, you know, involved in it. Like, last night we played a game, the pie-in-the-face game, right? And you just literally put whipped cream on that little thing. You spin the, the spinner. You turn the knob as many times as you spun. And you hopefully don't get, like, whipped cream on your face. And... I picked it because I'm like, this is something that's simple and that everybody can play and that Tatum can play and actually be in the fold as opposed to just kind of watching us or just doing her own thing on the side. And, you know, for what it's worth, we're making memories and we're, you know, 
making the best out of the situation. So, you know, it seems like a little surface and, and whatnot, but it's cool because I like it. And I like when my family's together. And I like when everybody's laughing and joking. And it's like a little slice of that to me is like the little slices of normal that I, I love and that like kind of keep me going. Yeah. No, I mean, I think with the pandemic, it kind of allowed you to prioritize the things that are important to you. And for me, like family is important, mm-hmm. right? That's like kind of my only constant, mm-hmm. like the major constant. That's something that's always going to be there regardless. Like the the clothes I buy, the, 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 the vehicles I drive, that stuff can come and go. My job, that can come and go. But like your family's your family, right? And mm-hmm. you don't realize how much you miss them or how much you fuck with your family until you, you can't fuck with your family. Mm-hmm. I have three grandparents that I can't see. Yeah. And it's not about me. It's about them making sure that I, you know, because again, I can be fine. But if I give them COVID, they may not make it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it really just showed me, like, how important family is and how, you know, like, when shit is normal, like, I, I'm going to cherish them more than Absolutely. I ever did. So Absolutely. Yeah, and I feel you. Like my my grand aunt is my grandmother's sister is ninety one, about to be ninety two in a couple of days, and she had a health you know a, a mid level health emergency and had to be taken to the hospital and now is in like a, a I guess I guess a rehab facility, but it's just like no one can visit her like you know and I mean she's all the way there like she's all got all her mental faculties you know so she's sharp as a tack even though she's 91 but it's still like damn like we can only call her we can't visit her and, and everything like that but and that sucks because it's just like she's a, a a susceptible population for covid but and you know she's whenever you're in like a medical facility that's also is like a heightened risk but at the same time like you know and it, but then it's just the, it's the selfish not the selfish part but it's just like you just want to see your loved ones you want to be able to make sure like lay eyes on them and make sure that they're good especially if they're having like a health you know a health issue that's not that is or isn't COVID related so I'm right there with you babe um, so now with that being said we're going to get through our relationship tip of the week um, followed by our Black History fact so I'll go with the black I'll go with the relationship tip of the week I'll start it off is that okay. Yeah, go. Okay. So my relationship tip of the week is to sit and listen because we talk all the time until TJ and I are like blue in the face on this show about communication and the importance of of communication. And one thing I think sometimes we maybe have not always been clear on is that Communication doesn't always just involve talking, but it involves listening. And this week, I feel like there's been several instances where whether or not I liked it, whether or not I agreed with it 100%, I forced myself to shut up and listen. And I... I guess, you know, it just, but even if, like I said, even if I didn't want to hear what I was hearing or didn't, I, I didn't agree with what I was hearing because I didn't necessarily jump to respond as quickly as I may have normally have, it, it gave me that much more time to like process and think. And 
you know, what that led me to doing do was like be um more apologetic or I guess be a little bit more um take a little bit more ownership of of certain things and you know I might have done so begrudgingly but I did it and part of that was because I sat and I listened and I encourage other people to do it as well you know there's always going to be when it's when it's appropriate there's always going to be times where you need to be the one on a tirade or you need to be the one doing the talking and there's other times where there's you need to be the one doing the listening so you know for what it's worth Sometimes you just got to sit and listen and sometimes you sit and listen so that way you can process so that way you can, you know, you hear where you were wrong. And like, I, like in my case this week and other times you sit and listen and you hear, you hear what's being said and you know, eight different ways in which you're going to be like, this is bullshit and you got me fucked up and I'm gonna tell you how, but you may not know that if you're just kind of going back and forth. So that is my relationship tip of the week. I like it. Um, I think it shows your growth because sometimes you... I mean, I, and again, I don't want to just say you. Sometimes we, right? Mm-hmm. We we listen to respond as opposed to listen to understand. To understand. So I think it's I think it's a good tip, and it makes sense. And you know, um, for me, my tip is as individuals, right? So if you're a parent, older cousin, younger cousin, sibling. If you're the older sibling, the middle child, the youngest. No matter what you are, you should look back and, you know, especially those who's closest to you and just make sure that there's nothing that you may have done uh, inadvertently or or in per- or on purpose and apologize for it. You know what I mean? Like, it's OK to kind of look back at situations and say, was I a jerk? Did I do things wrong or whatever, um, especially for things that you can really hold yourself accountable to. Right. Because like my, my older brother says that I was an asshole. We're seven years apart. So mm-hmm. if I was an asshole at three when you're 10 and you're holding on to that, it's like, bruh, I'm, a, I'm three. Like, you know what I mean? Hold me accountable for when I was 13 and I was being an asshole. I'm 13, you're 20. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can you kind of hold me accountable or dislike me because of whatever that is. You know what I mean? Like, put things into context. But I say that to say, you know, sometimes we, we act like our parents are infallible. Is that the right word? Infallible. Infallible. Mm-hmm. So it was the right word. Did I pronounce it wrong or? Uh, a little bit. A little bit Infallible. off. Infallible. So yeah, you know, um, they make mistakes just like we make mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that once you realize that your parents, your aunts, just people in your life are humans too. They just have hierarchical. High, hierarchical. Sorry. I can't it's okay. Speak today. Uh, you know designations like you know your parents your parents so we treat them like they're gods but like your parents make mistakes too like they put on their pants the same way you put on your pants mm-hmm. um i'm not saying disrespect them but take them for who they are and, under, and and don't treat don't put them on a pedestal or don't put people on a pedestal because of with who they are in your life like especially once you become an adult like once you're paying your own bills and you're making your own decisions like you can't get in trouble no more like that, that kind of goes out the window and I know it may be hard, but mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, it's like you're an adult, I'm an adult. And as long as I respectfully come to you with any issues and as long as we can respectfully talk about it, there shouldn't be anything that I can't talk to you or, 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 or that we shouldn't have a conversation about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think that my, my tip is just listen, 
Think about times in your life that you may have said something, did something, or somebody said or did something to you, or a situation that you felt uncomfortable about, and just see, like, you know, be accountable in it. Like, what what did you do wrong? And if something if it's something that they did wrong and it's still bothering you, bring it up to them. Like, we gotta we gotta normalize being able to have a voice regardless. Mm-hmm. And you know, um, it's stuff stuff like that. Like, I'm gonna make sure that with Tatum, like Tatum will know that her father makes mistakes. I'm not above the law just because I'm your father. So I think, I think a kind of a a way to kind of put a bow on what you said is like, it's about trying to like actively repair the harms that you might've like endured endured or had or done to others. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's real stuff because a lot of times we don't think about how we might have hurt others. We only think sometimes we we try to suppress how we've been hurt, or we don't think about how we might have hurt others, and then we end up, you know, becoming these people who are operating out of the harm that we've either experienced or that we've, you know, executed against somebody else. So with that, you know, thank you for for that, and um, we are going to jump into our Black History fact. So my black history fact for this week is that on December 14th, 1968, Sammy Davis Jr. was awarded the Springarn Medal for his superb and many faceted talent and his contributions to the civil rights movement. Um, so, you know, Sammy Davis was the only member, black member of the Rat Pack. He was, you know, actor, singer, uh somewhat comedic comedic stylings all that jazz but he also had a active that was an active participant in the civil rights movement during that time as well so he was awarded for his efforts in both fronts so i thought that was pretty dope because we kind of you know sammy davis jr's name doesn't come up all the time in like current pop culture and society but he's obviously a staple and but people necessarily don't always highlight his contributions to the movement so want to you know give kudos and flowers out in the beyond to mr sammy davis jr and that is my black history fact what is yours my black history fact is on december 14th 1959 motown record company the first large black owned music company in america was founded motown wow so, the home of diana ross Smokey robinson and the miracle stevie wonder the temptations marvin Gaye, michael jackson and the Jackson 5, Gladys Knights and the Pips, and Lionel Richie and the Commodores. Some of their artists. Just a few. Just, just, a, few. just a few of Hitsville, them. Hitsville, USA, and, and Detroit. I, I want to there's, there's a documentary coming out about them, coming about coming out about Meltan I want to watch. Wasn't there a play? That yes. They had we about took it? mom we took my mom and me, you, Shayla, her, we took mom, mommy to see it. It was at like the Hippodrome and I don't remember being there. You were there because there's a picture I have of you and you were like putting mommy in like almost like a headlock hug. And it was it was literally about Motown. Okay. I don't remember it. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, yes. Are you sure I was there? I'm positive. I'm going to find the picture. I believe you. Well, then I wasn't paying attention then. Because I'm kind of interested to know like we had this powerful record label. Like, what happened? I mean, I'm pretty sure business got into it because, you know, the American well, dollar. Well, Barry Gordy. So, like, he's still, he's still very much, like, or is, is a staple of, like, the American fabric of music. But I think, like, no, it, but I'm just saying, people kind of went out on their no, own. No, I get that. But I'm just saying, you created this all-black where, 
the powerhouses were and I just want to know like what caused the, the downfall and stuff like that. And I'm just saying, I'm speculating that I'm pretty sure it has something to do with the business aspect and the money that goes with it that caused divide and, and separation and everything else. But that is the fact that I have. Well, that is cool. And I like that because, um, but yeah, there's a documentary coming out called about like, I don't know if it's called Hitsville or it's called Motown, something like that. I think it's coming out on Disney Plus. But basically, they kind of talk about all the different things because, like, there was they he just literally his record company was this house in Detroit, Hitsville, the making of down of, of Motown, I yes, say downtown. Yes, it so, came out two thousand. Well, it says two thousand nineteen. It's on Hulu. Oh, I was all the way wrong. Yep, here it is. Look, it, found the picture Motown, the the musical, and here is the picture of you holding hugging my mother in a headlock. And like I took a picture of the truck outside. Blame it on the pandemic. I don't remember anything. Yeah, I knew it. So okay, I, I apologize. No, it's not about that. I'm just saying like <laughs> it was crazy to me that you don't remember going. But anywho, um, yeah. So I'm excited to watch that, and I think that that is like a dope fact. So with that said, we're gonna go ahead and take a break and hear a brief message from our sponsor. You're not gonna disrespect me. Oh, on this fine day. Yes, my bad. You just don't wanna. Be wrong today. I listen. I've been taking L's left and right this week, so I, mean, I don't. I'm fine either way. So I have TJ's gonna pulled up. But he's got now, his word. Now I gotta try to refind it. You gotta refind it. Yeah. Let's. We're gonna let my person help me. Mm. Oh, sorry. I, see, I silenced it so that way you, you can't complain about me. I'm not complaining. Noise. I'm just saying you gotta keep Boulderize. the same energy. Boulderize. 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 Remove material that is considered improper or offensive from a text or account, especially with the result that the text becomes weaker or less effective. Boulderize. Boulderize. That's because you know my pronunciation ain't the best. Boulderize. One more time, bro. Bodlerize. My guy, Brock. Mm. And what's the definition again? Remove material that is considered improper or offensive from a text or account, especially with the result that the text becomes weaker or less effective. Every edition of his letters and diaries has been bolderized. Bodlerized. Okay. Yeah. I, okay. Bodlerized. B O L D Boldler L E R I Z E. That's probably wrong. All the way wrong. Yeah. B O W D L E R I Z E. Wait, say it again. B O W D L E R I Z E. Okay, yeah. You said B-O-L. No, 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 I know, but it sounded like, the first time you said it, it sounded like there was like no L at all when you were spelling it out. And I was like, wait, there's definitely an L in there. The word Boulderize comes from the name of Dr. T. Bowler, who decided to publish an edition of Shakespeare without sexual references or double entendres, which is is when a word has two meanings, one of them cheeky. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what it stated. Well, there you go. I'm going to add it up to my list. Yeah, and I may never... So... You know, as I've been sitting back, I had to reflect. And I'm like, yo, some of these SAT words or words that I'm using is words I would never use. But it's like my wife knows so much that 
it went from me like trying to learn to me trying to stump her because she wanted to jump in on my words. So that's why sometimes these words is just words that you may be like, when the hell am I going to use this? But listen, learning is fun. So mm-hmm. and with that, now you can take a, a break. And now we are, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Hey, friend, it's time for you to ditch those workout gloves and get the grip and wrist support you deserve. What do you suggest? You need to get the Gaines Load and Lock Grips by Gaines Sports Gear. They are more durable than gloves, have a non-slip grip pad that provides grip support and added wrist support, unlike your traditional workout gloves, and will protect your hands from calluses. Do they come in different colors? Not only do they come in different colors, but they are available for men and women. Do yourself a favor. Go to GainesSportsGear.com. And remember, a better grip equals a better lift. Embrace the process. And you too can embrace the process by going to Gaines, that's G-A-I-N-Z, sportsgear.com, and entering the code LOVERS10 to get 10% off your first purchase. And now, back to the show. All right, y'all. So we are back, and we are going to jump into our quarrel for this uh, episode. I would love to know what the quarrel is. I know you sent me whatever, but yes, it's locked, so... Oh, it's locked. Yeah, so go ahead. Well, so still effort. I'm finding out. Still with e for effort because I, I, sa- say, I, I sent the notes. I didn't say. Didn't know they didn't open. Can you sit at seven forty-five in the morning? Yes, it just wasn't effective. But listen. Yeah, well, maybe if you checked it, you know. That's fair. Before we started recording, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Um, my email. Okay, so. that's what came first. Time stamped. Yeah, no. So yours came first. So. So you what? should have made sure that it was effective. Mm, okay. But I'll take it. I, I'll take it. I should have checked it. I, I should have checked it first to make sure. Yes. And I, 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 I gave do, you the benefit of the doubt. And I, do be, and I also do believe I told you I sent you the notes. No, you did. Okay. But I, my thing was like, if you sent it, typically you don't send it like this. That's the first thing. And then the second thing, I'm just like, okay, if she sent it, it's going to work. But you sent it to me privately. It's okay. <sighs> All Teamwork. Right. So... I was, let me say this, y'all. We, last couple episodes have been great, but heavy. And not to say that we're going to hit you with any fluff right now, but I just wanted to kind of switch gears and mix things up because some, it's, while it is very much the show is about me and TJ and our trials and tribulations, we also want to kind of provide commentary on some of the things that we see other people doing in the relationship realm, right? So with that said, some of you may be familiar with a, gentleman by the name of Kevin Samuels, who is a self-professed relationship expert and a listed style coach or style life coach, something like that, style coach or whatever. Um, And I'll pull up his Instagram. And he's recently like, at least in my my experience, he's recently come into the fold um, in like I want to say, I don't even, I think like this month, right, is where I feel like I've become aware of his existence and who he is. And so. Well, he's, he's been around for longer than that. No, I, but I'm saying like the, the things he's gone like viral for is like, so that's how I became aware of him. He's been around, but I became aware of him like this month. So he's a influencer, high value, luxury, life and style coach. Not lifestyle, but life and style coach. Um, and. He's gone viral a couple of times for his rather 
mm, direct. Say it how it is. Like his, you're trying to be nice about it. His very like condescending advice that he gives to people who are soliciting it from him um, uh, on relationships. Um, now, I want to preface myself by saying that I know that people off some people who listen to the show feel like I'm Danny's always pro woman or pro pro black women. It's always like I'm gonna side with the girls over the boys and all stuff like that. I personally, on what based on the research I've done, I don't like the way he talks to anybody. But I think that he is especially harsh or, or condescending towards uh, women, particularly black women. But in, as far as like what I've seen on his social media page. That's fair. But like it's, it's like that's like the in addition to like. But I know that there have been I, I've heard some of his clips um, where he's talking to men and women. And in both situations, I feel like he's just like even if the the, the point that he's trying to make is valid or has it some, it gets and, lost and, in, and the in the delivery, delivery because it's so harsh and it's so condescending. And I think that like, he's a, he's a clown. Like, I just think that he's whack and I have my theory on why he's doing what he's doing, but I just want to kind of hear your take on it first too. Um, at first, when I first heard it, I thought he was just being like way too mean. Um, and then I, you know, started seeing other clips and I seen that he was an equal opportunist, mean person. And then I had to take a step back and just say, like, well, if people are paying him for this. Like, once you've heard one story or seen one thing, like, I wouldn't utilize him. And again, the way that I use do things, like, if I heard about somebody, like, someone recommended his business, I'm going to Google him and try to get as much information before I can make a decision. And, like, just Googling him, his Yelp reviews, they all kind of say the same things that... We've seen online, yeah, and you know, there's no accountability or anything like that. But part of me is also kind of like, I respect the fact that he's an equal opportunist asshole. Yeah, I don't respect it because I just don't think that like, I just don't like people are are now again. Don't get me wrong. Let me say this. I understand that you get what you pay for. So if you've done any like. A, a quick Google, you at this point in, in December 2020, you will see what type of person you're getting when it comes to like utilizing his services. But at the same time, I still don't think it's right that a person is making like it's so. What I was telling TJ earlier about it, I was like, he just he to me, he feels like a shock jock, right? Like, you're saying things in order to go viral. You're saying things so people are going to pick up your snippets. Well, that's you're what you get... assume. That's what I... Yeah, okay. That's what I'm presuming because... So, here's the little... So, of the... And I'm not going to say I took a huge diet, but of the research I did um, on my on my scrolling, right? He, up until... On his Instagram page, he was doing, like, a lot of stuff like about him or whatever. And that was, like... August of 2019, right? And then, you know, still very much <laughs> November 2019, kind of like talking about fashion, talking about style because he's a he's a style coach, he's a, a stylist or whatever. Then even into the new year, and then um, then right around the pandemic, you have, you know, so March, yeah, March he's still still kind of pushing it. And then about a month into the into the shutdown, April 9th, right? And he's sh- he like pivots, and it's kind of like 
gentlemen, get your grown damn man on and improve yourself through personal development this time. You know, and he talk, he's still talking about fashion, but he's just kind of like starting to kind of give this thing of like, you need to, how a, a man is supposed to be, how he's supposed to get themselves together. And then in uh, July of this year is when he had his like first viral clip that he posts, right? And then the, the, the messaging, the tone of his page changes to like, fashion and style advice like come you know use me to help you with your style things to relationship and kind of being like like nice nasty in his posts and stuff and, and making fun of people and so well i and, think that the fashion goes into it's like a lifestyle. part of the life it is a part of your lifestyle but it's not and it goes into your relationship right like we our, our episode three weeks ago that was about effort mm-hmm Right, it 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 had nothing to do with Danny the person. You're a great person, whatever. But it's like put that effort in, and I think that that's why it it kind of translates into the relationship. But so go ahead. So yeah. So then it just became like you know he was like sep- one post is like separate yourself from fuck boys and lazy losers, and then that's when like I don't see nothing wrong with that. The, the shift starts to happen, and then another thing. The only thing I don't is like he like I said I don't necessarily agree the way that he talks. Two people. But what I have to also say is people are paying him to talk to him that way. It's like that restaurant in, in, in um in the harbor, Dick's Last Resort. You ever heard of it? No. All right. So there's a restaurant in Baltimore. I don't know if it's still open, but it's called Dick's Last Resort, where the customer service is out the window. Like they like they literally talk shit to you. Oh, it's like the hot dog place in Chicago I went to, where they like literally are like they're like, What the fuck you want? Or whatever. Yeah. It's an so it's like it's it's a it's a it's an experience, quote unquote, and like yeah, you, but I don't want to go any place where if someone's gonna be rude or whatever and stuff like that. Like if I know that this is where this is going, why would I go into it? So, so anyone who goes to him, you know that you know that you know that th- that this is who he is. He's showing y'all this is who I am. Yeah. So I so I want to say this like with those places or whatever, that is part of the like the the catch, right? That's the 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 novelty of it, right? Like you go into it knowing what you're gonna get, and you and like, and then also like you 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 go and then you leave, but you're not somebody's not telling you that you're not good enough, telling you that you're not attractive enough, telling you that you're you're you're. But you we know. also gotta say in the context that that he's saying it in, he's not just telling people that off the rip. He asks them questions about who they are, their status, and what they want, and, and everything, and yeah. asks them what they want, and and then he berates them based off. Yeah, of but that. my thing is like, so I, you know, I, you know, I take issue with the people who would pay good money to have somebody belittle and berate them about their their lifestyle choices or that their expectations. Now, don't get me wrong, people sometimes do need to manage their expectations with relationships, but I also don't think that you you need to be condescending in that but that's to me is like that's the, the that that is the the, the novelty shock. the shock value of it or whatever more but more so what gives me gives me pause is there are people out here like he's reaffirming a lot of shit that a lot of people think is okay like oh you know he's just being raw and real and da, 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 da. and i'm like no he's being condescending he's being an asshole and i'm like and because people want people you know like there's a difference between candor and there's a difference between being condescending or being a jerk. And there's, so, there's some people who's gonna be nice, some people who's not. That's that's the real world, unfortunately. Okay, but my thing is like that it doesn't necessarily the these type of people don't necessarily need like I I don't know. Like I just I, I personally don't see how don't not see. I I understand why I can see how 
because people like shock, shock and awe. But I don't respect anything that would come out of this man's mouth. But there are people out there that are gobbling this shit up. And they're like, and and it's just like, okay. and I think. And, and we've seen that with Donald Trump. There's people gobbling this shit up. Okay. And I'm saying, what I'm saying, that's wrong too. Like, I'm just calling it out for being like. I got, no. And like, I, and so I, I gonna, understand I'm, that, but. And I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to also say this. So like part of why I like, I even brought this up was because I was having a conversation with Rock who was on our, um, our live last week and I'll invite him to join us on our live this week, um, Tuesdays at seven 30. So make sure y'all check it out. Shameless plug. And, um, you know, I think he rock posted something to the effect of like, is it better to go and uh, forgive me, I'm paraphrasing, but like. Is it, do people have to go to therapy or do they should they just listen to Kevin Samuels and I was like therapy always therapy and he was kind of like why and I'm like because this a therapist I'm like is a licensed professional who's got like tools and strategies to in order to help you improve your life in the areas that you need to improve it and not some like kind of like not somebody who's just going to talk about you pay you pay to talk about you like a dog and in a public forum at that because he's posting this stuff and i get that these people sign up for it but it's like but then also like it's like your public humiliation like or shame and in order to like tell you like you know you're not pretty enough to be asking for no man to make a certain amount of money or you're not you have too many children i don't have a problem with that you don't make enough money to get a certain thing because I do that. I do feel like some people need to hear the harsh truth. But there, don't get me wrong. No, therapists I, aren't. Every therapist isn't saying, amazing. But like, once you find the right one, you're going to get the real. But you don't. But have you to. just said it. Once you find the right one, there's there are people who go to therapists. They go to multiple therapists, and they can't find that right one. But this nigga ain't it. I didn't say that he was it. Yeah. I'm just saying. Back to him personally. So the, the clip that we've seen, he was talking to the woman and. He told her, like, rate yourself, and you can't use seven. And she rated herself a five or, or a, yeah, five. A five, six or something like that. She said a five and six with makeup. Mm-hmm. So she's already saying that she's not even top tier, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And I guess from the snippet, she was like, she wants somebody who's makes six figures. They couldn't have kids or something like that. But she had, like, two kids and a baby father or mm-hmm. all, all this stuff, like, all the negative things. And I think for me, it's kind of like, we always see that, you know, women are saying they want these things, but it's like, you want these things, but what are you bringing to, to, to have that? Mm-hmm. And for me, it's kind of like, we can all have preferences, but we shouldn't necessarily have preferences based off of what society has told us 100. our preferences need to be. And I think that's the bigger picture, right? Because society tells us that you got to be with someone who makes six figures and all this other stuff to have a certain lifestyle. But if you don't make six figures, you won't know what a six-figure lifestyle is, but you're just saying it because of whatever. And it could be someone who makes 60000 a year and they're a great person for you, but you're going to pass them over because they don't meet these they don't meet societal norms or societal criteria criteria qualifications and i i, I so for me him him going hard on people who who have these unrealistic ideas i don't have a problem with it I, personally so i take issue with well you don't like people being mean so i don't i don't think it's necessary okay. i don't think it's necessary to be mean for no reason I'm not so naive that like people are mean. The world is mean. The world is harsh. I'm not stupid. But at the same time, like I like a good people or most people do that shit when they feel like it's absolutely necessary or when they feel like they've been pushed into a position to do that. They're not making a uh, trying to make a living off of that. And I call I, I personally I just 
I don't respect th- that that angle of or approach to like giving relationship ex- experience. And again, now I don't have, and I'm gonna preface myself again by saying like I don't have the evidence of it, but I was you know scouring the comments or whatever. But there seemed to be a common thread about him being like at least one time divorced or whatever. He's apparently not dating anyone or not at least posting anyone or whatnot. So not to say that people can't share experiences um based on their own like you know share advice based on their own lived experiences but how are you like you're not doling out advice you're like diminishing people's like but it's worth and then but then also too and it's not and and the thing is like this it would be one thing if people were just coming to him so like you know you get what you pay for you know what you're going for you're going for the shock value you're going for the for the the harsh reality whatever but he's also like posting people particularly women on his page and, call, and making fun of them because he's like he's done several posts of women in the airport or on, um, in the malls in Atlanta and he's like calling them PhDs and what I gather from that is that so and the, let me let me paint the picture so he'll post women of color who are have a, a pet with them usually a dog and he jokingly like calls them PhDs and so what I'm what I put together was that he makes the implication that black women or women of color who have who have like walk around public places with pets like people would do children other women people do children that they must be like they're black educated women who can't keep get a man so they get a dog so he jokingly calls them phds you know how much you have to go out of your way to like to do that like you're recording people without their knowledge and making fun of them and calling them PhDs because you're making an assumption about who they are. And based on the timeline, based on the shock value, based on everything else like that, what I see, what I what I sense is a person who is trying to make make money and trying to make make do with what they have or excuse me, you know, to to keep up their lifestyle because we're in a pandemic and motherfuckers ain't thinking about style, getting a style expert to help them out in a in the year of our Lord COVID. They might, so no. not your business might have slowed down. Yeah. So my thing is like you pivoted, so now you're gonna start doing this stuff because now you got people listening to you, you got people checking for you, you got people posting you, and you're going viral, and so you're gonna make money doing that. But I, it's care, not. Some people don't care about those things as long as they're still making money. And so, I know that, but all I'm saying is I don't have to. Re- I don't have future, to respect it. Future makes drug music. And he says that he doesn't do the drugs that he's talking about. Okay, and I get I get that too. But no, I'm so I'm saying that to say that when people are doing stuff, they don't always think about the outcome of it or, or whatever. They're doing what they feel. And my thing is that if people are paying them, and again with this, I didn't watch the whole video, so I can't tell you. But it seems like when he was trying to give her advice, she kept cutting him off and kept on trying to give him pivot. So he felt like he had to be mean. I'm not saying it's right because when I seen it, I'm just like, yeah, you don't have to be that mean, bro. And like, then I seen that he was doing that a lot. Like again, I'm not sitting down to watch this two hour lesson. Yeah, it's a I don't shit. care enough. But, but but the problem is that this motherfucker's eye who are gobbling and shit up is gospel. Yeah, well, and it says because it's just like because you don't want to because you also don't want to take do the time take the time to do the work or to like to me being mean like the way he is is in the way that a lot of these a lot of people want to be is because you don't want to take the time to think about what the fuck you're saying before you say it because so you you're passing up i'm just direct i'm just i'm just that's just who i am i just don't you know i say how i feel this and the other which of course everybody should say how they feel but sometimes words mean things yes they do and the thing about it is sometimes Thinking about before you open your mouth when you're giving out advice, when you're supposed to be some self-proclaimed expert in something or just you're, you're giving out advice, period, is like 
the time it takes to sit and think about what you say before you say it is sometimes like too much work for motherfuckers. And I don't, I, and that's, and that shit but, pisses me off. But if him being him has allowed him to have the life that he has, there's no incentive why to change. change. There is no motivation to change, and that's fine. But I can just say I mean, say, he has 131,000 followers, and to and some I, people, that's law. Like he has over 100,000 followers. He could tell people to swipe up and, and, and click buttons and stuff like that. So he's made it. Like we do live in a world where you are measured by how successful your IG is. Like your your, your success is based off of how popular you are. It has nothing to do with how hard how to, how hard of a worker you are. It has nothing to do with the assets you have. A lot of the times, it's about how other people view you. Mm-hmm. And he was able to go viral because he said these mean things. And now there's going to have people who hate him. And there's going to be people who love him. And now he's just going to continue growing. Mm-hmm. Again, it might make me naive. It might make me... It might make me soft or whatever, but like, I don't... I don't, now, I'm not gonna I don't say- subscribe to like you being divisive. Like being divisive because, you, because you're trying to get looks. You're trying to get a look. Like that's whack to me. But like, what if, if that's who he if, really if is? If what you say... Because... I don't believe that he, that's who he is. Okay. And but so, what if he... Then he needs to go to therapy. And he needs to fa- sit there and reflect and ask himself, why the fuck do I have to be so divisive? And why do I have to say and do these things in order to uh, feel validated in my own shit? What if he just feels like that's just him being himself? Mm. Like... Being nasty and just like... There are people out there who's like that. Yeah, well, I, and and that's and that's a and that's a problem. You might be okay with yourself, but that's still problematic if you just like are comfortable being a nasty motherfucker, like nasty in your spirit, nasty in your attitude. Like you gotta start. Like you should not not that they will because there's plenty of people who won't. But you don't like. This is this is just like it, to me. It's just not something that the world needs. It's just it's messy. And I that's mean, how he's like, one person like in the billions. Of the world, I would just, you know, like The Simpsons, just don't look. Well, I'm, I mean, we needed something to talk about, and it, it had come up, so that's why I'm, I'm bringing it up. But I mean, We could talk about a lot of other things. Don't well, make it seem like that was the only thing that we could have talked about. Well, it was on my mind. And I wasn't so, saying it to you as in Westerner. I'm just saying for people who have an issue with how people do their stuff, if you just don't look at it or if you don't... Well, I don't. I don't follow him. I'm not subscribing. No, you're, you're missing the point. Okay, I'm sorry. Let me sit and listen. Go ahead. All I'm saying is that... If you don't like it, then you don't subscribe to it and then you don't have no worries about it. Because the way that I live my life, like the way he may live his life is fuck everybody. I'm going to tell people how I, I'm going to tell people what I feel and it's me being my, it's me living my truth and that's okay. And for me, it's like, yeah, that is okay for you. And if I don't like it, I'm just not going to pay attention to it. I won't put the energy into it to even give him anything that's going to make me upset or whatever because out of sight, out of mind. May I ask a question? Sure. So then what happens if whether you do that? Like we we obviously can control our intake of certain things. I will never follow him. I'm not going to out like outside of this conversation and my, the, the the research, quote unquote, that I did in order to have something to speak to about this. Um, but people we know follow him and people we that we know and love follow him and that people and people that are also going to subscribe to the belief. So what happens when it still enters the fold? When it enters well, the, conver- the, the the conversation, so we could use Rock as as an example. He posted, and it's not just him. I, I'm just, I'm saying we can yeah. use him as an example because we already did. Okay. I don't agree with him saying, "Hey, you know, should you go to a therapist or go to Kevin Samuels?" Like, they're not they're not one and the same. Mm-hmm. 
That's like saying, go to a doctor or go to the dude who said he was a doctor mm-hmm. and open up his practice. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I do think sometimes Rock does stuff to play devil's advocate and, and, and to kind of be... be divisive. Sure. Okay. I do think that sometimes my friend is going to ask the questions or, 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 and it may not be how he truly feel in the moment, or he may feel some ways about it, but he's going to ask the question to see how people think about the situations. Now, I wouldn't say listen to Kevin Samuels, because again, I don't know him. I don't know his lifestyle and anything like that. But, you know, if that's the case, then anyone could be a therapist mm-hmm. in his logic. Mm-hmm. And no, I do think that the reason why you go to a licensed person is because they are taught the ways to ask questions and stuff like that. And, you know, you can hold them accountable. You know what I mean? Like, there, mm-hmm. there, there's more stuff that you could do to someone who's licensed that, that you can't do to someone who isn't licensed. It's like... There's legal implications, yeah. Yeah, like, with our home. If we hired a licensed contractor, contractor. we could sue them. If we hired... If we go to Home Depot and grab someone who's just there and they destroy something, we can sue them, but it may not do anything because they're not licensed. Mm-hmm. Those are the those are the risks that you run. So I'm not saying that you have to follow or whatever, but I mean I do think we need those mean people out there. You need those people out there so that way you can know to stay stay away from them. Like well, absolutely, I, absolutely, I do say I know the world needs everything. They need nice people. They need mean people. Everything so that way you can know the difference. But I like I just. I can't, I can't fade or fuck with people who are just mean or divisive for no reason. Like when there's people who are genuinely trying to understand or who have a, have a very strong feeling towards something, because I'm not sitting here acting like I've never been mean. I've been mean. I've been nasty before. I've, like we all, we, we've all run the game with emotions, but it's, it's something about people who actively seek to be nasty or to be mean or to be divisive towards others that I take issue with. And what, you know, what makes, what gives me pause or gives me concern is that there are those who are going to be, they get wrapped up in the, the candor, the quote unquote candor of it all. Like, oh, they're just being real. And that's the difference. I think that's what I'm going to get down to. There is a difference, a marked difference between being real and being mean. And people often get the two confused. Being real means you're being honest, you're being authentic, you're being genuine. And sometimes that might mean you're having, you're saying it nicely, and sometimes that means you're saying it in a more direct or maybe a, a harsher way. But there's, there's, there's people who walk around and think that being mean means that they're being real, and that's not the same thing. It's not, it's not always one and the same. And he, to me, is somebody who's trying to pass off meanness as, as realness, and like I said before, like a broken clock is still right twice a day. He might he might be hitting on some things as far as like people needing to manage their expectations when it comes to what they're looking for in a relationship versus what they what they kind of where they are in life or whatever. But at the same time, it's like how you go about it. But again, I'll give you that. The world needs shock jocks. They need people to kind of to um the world needs shock jocks. The world needs people to be to rile them up. The people like divisive characters or whatever, and that's fine. Because, but again, that's something that I don't participate in, and I'm not gonna be around or whatever. I may, you know, I may come across as soft, or I may come across as you know too, uh, whatever. But I don't care. I don't like. I don't care. My only thing is like 
you being that truthful, what do you get out of it, right? As being someone who lives in their truth and say how they say what they want and do what they want, I've learned that you know, delivery matters. The words that you say matters, and 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 not not just in relationships, just in life. You know what I mean? And things can be taken out of context and stuff like that. So you know, for me, it's like if you have a brand, a business, do you want to be known as the asshole? Like, and if and, and if you do, then it's cool. But it's just kind of those things. I didn't think that he had to be as mean to her. But again, we are watching a clip. And mm-hmm. one thing I've learned is just because we see a snippet, we can make judgments off of that snippet. But unless we go in and watch the whole video and see what caused him to go off like that, it's hard for us to really give him a true, uh, what's the name? Like a true read. Like for us to really say nah he was an asshole because what if 15 minutes prior she was off the off the walls and and whatever and now she you know because of her responses the way that she was doing whatever caused him to like it was a build-up i saw the clip and he did get like a little flustered with her she was kind of like feeding into it and i give you that but i think the other thing is i've seen another clip where he was talking to i think he was talking to a guy and i feel like he was just as nasty no i know we both saw those clips. What I'm trying to say is that... Oh, we didn't watch the whole thing. What I'm trying to say is that, yeah, you have to watch the whole thing for context. Because otherwise, again, when we were on our live, people were tearing me up based off of this three-second expression. They don't know the full story. They don't know that me wanting you to dress up was when we were younger. But I use that as a reference for, 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 for the example to make you understand what I was asking for as far as effort Mm -hmm. but again all people saw was that i said i wanted you to dress up and people started going into well why don't you do this why don't you do stuff like this and it's like that was the frustrating part because again people judge me off of that that one frame and no one said all right what have you done to allow her the space and grace what like no one no one asked the question everybody just jumped down my throat all they did was hear Whatever it was, and they, they went, go. Can I? Go ahead. So, yes, that did happen. But I think that I would want to circle back and offer that that's why sometimes word choice and tone and delivery matter. Because when you when people deliver information or insight in a particular manner that is rough, gruff, condescending, negative, mean, nasty, or whatever, people are going to hone in on that and respond accordingly. And so it's not always, maybe it's not always right, but it's the reality of, of, of that. And ultimately, like, a lot of people, and I'm not putting you in the same bucket as this guy, but a lot of people, like, think that they... Think that they could talk to people however they want to talk to people and then not have to be held, not have to be, then get upset if they get called to the carpet or get held accountable for how they talk to people. And it's just like, you know, even if you're, even if you are 100% right about what you're saying, if you said it like a dick, then you can't be mad sometimes if people come at you with that same energy or they push back or they get upset with you sometimes because you were being rude about how you went about it. And that also matters for something. And like, I don't know. Like, I just, 
it's it's annoying. Like it's just annoying sometimes. And it's just like I I get it. Like it's 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 par for the course. It's a reality sometimes. But like that shit, you know what it is? It's not. It's not only is it annoying, but it's exhausting. It's like you you not you just TJ, but just like people like that want grace for like you weren't watching the whole thing or you don't know what the context is or you don't know this that and the other well, that but, stuff matters, but, but but it's like you didn't have, you didn't give the person enough courtesy and grace to talk to them like a fucking human being when you were saying what you were if saying if we was in a court of law and they showed a video of someone shooting somebody uh-huh. that's it that's, that's the only evidence that they're showing only showing the, the video of them shooting somebody but they didn't show the video of them uh, self defense like they're not showing that it was due to self-defense. They're not showing that that it was justified. All they showed is that this person is shooting someone, someone is dead, and now this person is being charged. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? No. So that's the same thing. No. It is. It is. Was he mean? Yes, he was mean. But and, I, and again, we can watch the video and still feel that he was not justified in being mean. But at least you did. The, at least you did the due diligence to make sure that you had all the facts to be able to give how you feel. So you, you feel like I don't have a leg to stand. I'm not saying that you. I'm asking. No, I'm not saying that you don't. I'm saying for myself. I'm like when I seen it, I said I said that was harsh. I'm like this nigga is is mean. Mm-hmm. But what I also said is, wait. There's more to this. This is a two-hour video, and we're only getting this five-minute clip. Mm-hmm. So I can't, I can't go all the way in and, and judge this man off of this five-minute clip because I don't know. I don't know what he was talking about throughout the, the rest of it. Mm-hmm. We only seen that clip that made him viral. Okay. What do you think about what I proposed to you about what he posted about like the. the- coming at like the the mockery of the women i was trying to understand it and yeah you you made it made sense and i mean i think that's childish and stupid but it's his page so is he is it worth giving him the grace to not on that because we well yeah no because he could come out and be like oh i wasn't doing this i was doing this we're assuming Ultimately. Okay. I'm not... No, but see, I'm not trying to say that the way that you feel isn't valid. I'm not saying that. I'm saying... I don't think that you're saying that. I'm saying for me, I could think that he's mean based off of that clip. Mm -hmm. But I would also like to... Part of me, if I truly cared, I would watch more of it just to see was she just doing... Like, was she just not listening the whole time and this is why, like, he was just getting frustrated? Because again... I've been in customer service where I'm telling you, hey, this is whatever. Or you come to me, you ask me a question, I answer your question, and you're asking me the same question, just a different way. And I tell you the same thing. And then and then you ask it a different way, but it's the same way. Okay. So I can understand the frustration. The only difference is, I'm again, it's not my own business, and I know that customer service, you, you know the customer's right. So no, I'm not going to be an asshole, at least not on purpose. But I'm pretty sure in, in my younger days, when I was on the phone heavy, they probably heard my tone. Because it's just like, you can't be this stupid. Well, I will say this to you. You said yourself that you looked at his Yelp reviews and the, the prevailing trend is that he has a condescending attitude. And it's like, so even though she, that was a five minute clip of mm-hmm. how he talked to her, and she might have 
earned that tongue lashing or whatever, everybody don't come that way and don't with that. Everybody can't possibly be wrong. So if he's getting like consistent poor reviews, and that's what it's like styling stuff because of how he talks to people. Because my thing is that if you're a style expert and I'm coming to you because I want to improve my style, that doesn't mean. And again, I'm, this part I am speculating on. It doesn't mean that like you hypothetically criticize everything about what I how I dress or whatever. But if that's how he does his business, who are you to tell him how to run his business? I'm not you can't go to, to Best Buy and tell them, hey, what I'm saying the way is that y'all do this is incorrect. What I'm what I'm saying is I'm saying that to to say the point that I don't that I have enough to go on to come to that conclusion. Okay. Based on what I looked up, based on what you looked up, and based on what we've both seen. And ultimately at the end of the day, I'm not, I'm not here to try to change your point. You're going to feel the way you feel. I'm always going to feel the way I feel. And that's what makes us different. Mm-hmm. And that's why I didn't mind having the conversation about it. Because I felt like this, 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 this would be a perfect quarrel. Because we don't agree on, on all, everything. On all parts. The only thing that we agree on was that he was mean. And again, even that, I'm like, he's mean based off of these clips. But I don't know him 100%. I don't know everything, and, and 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 I would have to review more for me to be able to make a decision. Yes. Whereas you, you you don't need that clip was enough. You you can cut them off. I didn't, and I I didn't really. Okay. I saw the clip, and I did, and I thought and it was mean, and, and I thought it was mean. Okay. But I wasn't, and I it wasn't until it really like Rock posted this thing, and we were kind of having a discussion, which then prompted me to do a little bit more digging. Okay. To, to, to make a more informed response, and. I also offer to you when it comes to our business, when it comes to our social media, when it comes to our stuff like that, we have all the control about what we portray. 100%. So if that is the angle that he is going to take, then he mu- he must be ready and willing to get the criticism as well as the praise, right? Because there's some people singing his praises like, oh, he's raw and real. I like this guy. This, then the other. He's just so... And then there's other people like myself who are like, yo, he's he's a fucking like shock jock clown. And he's like, this is all, this is all like a front to potentially just be trying to like, you know, make make sure you're, you're, you're relevant and making money. But, you know, we have a choice. Every time you hit post, every time you hit, you know... You're right. You, 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 you are... Every time you are, you are do crea- you're creating a narrative of your life or of your business every or of time your persona that we post, online. Every time so we go on get- live, anytime we do anything, yep. So, like I said, when we went on live two weeks ago and I was in my feelings, mm-hmm. I was in my feelings based off of what it was, but I have to, I have to understand that I allow that because once we go on live, once we open up our life, whatever comes, I have to accept it for what it is. Mm-hmm. I didn't, not once did I black on the people on there. Never once was like, fuck all of y'all, nothing. No, mm-hmm. I had to take it. And again, it, it, it's, it's learning. It's being able to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. And a lot of times I am, I, I am like, I know who I am. And I know that people are going to have opinions on me regardless. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I don't care, but I do want them to have an opinion based, based off of, them knowing the total fact of me, not just that one second clip. That's just that. That's my thing. That's it. Um. But no, I would not go to him to be my therapist. I wouldn't go to him to be my stylist. I wouldn't go to him for anything shit. personally. But if someone needs that and, and and they need that tough love, then who? It's just tough, and not even no love behind that shit. Well, but 
you can't you can't say that how somebody loves is is just because it's not the way that you would want to receive it doesn't mean that somebody else may not praise them. And that's their business. It's just how I feel. And I got you. I, you know, I just find it a little exhausting sometimes. But again, who am I? But the 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 in my feelings person. So it'd be like that sometimes. But um, yeah. Well, to those of you who think it's great, best of luck. Um, and and kudos to you. I mean, at the very least, he's got people talking. So mission accomplished on that part. Um, but yeah, that's all I pretty much have. I, what I, about for those who don't agree with him? Like, oh, like that was very like condescending and very so? like. What do you mean? Because you're like, for those who, kudos to you. Like, what? What does that have to do with anything? Like, good for you. Like, I get like you get what you, you get what you want from that. I don't know. Like, to those who don't agree with him, like who don't like him, such as, such as me. Do what TJ said, which is like, don't look at it. Don't subscribe to it. Because this will be the last time I, you know, well, maybe if we talk about it on Tuesday. But after this episode, like, I'm not going to give much energy or thought to him ever again. But it was something that TJ and I brought to TJ. We were talking about it. He and I clearly had very, like, similar points of agreement, but definitely different points of agreement. Um, different points of agreement, Lord different perspectives as well so it felt like a good opportunity for us to quarrel over and you know i wanted to also not talk about us if that makes sense like we're is the show is about us but it's not about us it's about us also talking about other things besides our relationship and i don't know i think that this also gives like a good insight into who we are as as individuals you know and you know you are you are in an understanding person, but you, you know, you are also very much like you want to know as many, like, well, I guess if it's something that you care enough about, you want to make sure you have all as many details and facts and stuff like that as, as humanly possible. I'm someone who also wants to have information because, but maybe I also have a lot more of a, an emotional response to things, but I also, you know, it's okay to sometimes have an emotional response to what feels like mistreatment or what feels like something that is all that that generates an emotional response like i don't have an emotional response to everything that comes in my in my path but for that with the things that it does like you know it's okay to be like uh this doesn't feel right or this doesn't isn't nice or this is this is this is wrong or whatever so i don't know i feel like i'm starting to ramble so i'm going to start wrapping it up at that point what do you think you always ramble and yeah, I do. Let's see, you what gotta, you gonna do about it? You gotta be able to make fun of yourself. It's you can't take yourself too serious. Well, I didn't. I said that's why I said I'm rambling, so I'm gonna stop. All right. Well, let's wrap this sucker up. Mm-hmm. Folks, this has been yet another episode of Lovers Quarrel. You know that you can find us on all podcast platforms that stream. Make sure you subscribe, like, share, follow, tags, do all the social media things. You know that we're going to go live again on Tuesday at 7.30 um, so we can check in with folks, talk it up, chop it up, whatever you want to call it. I'm sure we might hear, be hearing from Rock this week. Or I'll check and see if he's available. Let me not guarantee that. But um, we could talk through this whole, you know, Kevin Samuels bit and, you know, get further insight into 
you know, if he is a better uh, replacement for than uh, for therapy. Um, but make sure that you follow us on love on Instagram at lovers Quarrel show in order to be able to tune in and you can follow us on Twitter at lovers Quarrel seven and you can email us at lovers Quarrel show at gmail.com with all your headaches heartaches th- headaches heartaches thoughts and concerns Ooh, I'm running out of steam here y'all but with that being said thank you for tuning in as always we appreciate you and you know that I am your girl Danny and I'm your guy TJ and we fuss we fight but we love. Oh, shit. But we love. <laughs> Late. I was. You want to do it again? Sure. And I'm your girl, Danny. And I'm your guy, TJ. And you know that we fuss. We fight. But, but we, we love. love. Bye. bye. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye.